0: Welcome to this season's bonus episodes. In these two episodes we will share the signals and scenarios from our yearly horizon scanning document on the futures of work. These signals are gathered and curated by us in Good Morning April, and they're our take on what might affect the futures of work. Keep listening if you're curious on what might impact our organizations in the future. My name is Puk Welkenberg, and I'll be your host. In this episode, I'll talk to my colleague Erik korsvik Östergård about the four scenarios he imagined might affect our organization based on a signal and the signals polarities before we hear from my colleague i would like to set the scene by explaining what signals and scenarios are and because we're talking about signals and scenarios from a horizon scanning document i would encourage you to go to our website goodmorningapral.com horizon to download it and read and follow when we talk about it in this episode you can see the signals and the scenarios are illustrated in that But if you also have the courage to draw along, please do. Let's start by explaining what a signal is. A signal is a specific example of a trend, where the trend is a bigger force behind the example. A signal can be a concrete practice, a tool, a product, a technology, or even an experience. It is often a distribution or an anomaly in its surroundings. A signal stands out and makes you stop and ponder, and a signal has the potential to grow and snowball into a trend. To understand what a scenario is, we need to talk about how a scenario is created. A scenario is an imagination of how the signals and trends could unfold in different ways. It is a description of the possible futures from the polarities of the development of the signal in your context. Polarities could be such as fast or slow, local or widespread, market-led or regulated? You then pick one or two signals and find their polarities, and then insert the polarities into the scenario cross. One signal and the polarities on the horizontal axis, and the same on the vertical axis. The polarities of the signals are then on the opposite ends of the respective axis. This creates four scenarios, A, B, C and D, in a 2x2 matrix which are the combination of the polarities of the signals. Again, I recommend you to download the horizon scanning document, and if you're up for it, draw along through the episode. Now let's dive into the talk with my colleague, Erik Kosvik oestergard Welcome, Erik. Thanks. So we're going to talk about uh, the scenario you made in our horizon scanning document. Cobots. Cobots. Cobots everywhere. Precisely. And that is your catchy title because the mm-hmm. scenario needs a catchy title absolutely um, so which signals are part of your scenario directly and indirectly
1: well directly it's the, uh, uh, the Cobots is everywhere signal number five mm-hmm. but it also has a spillover effect and and, and some correlation with uh, the employee takes control of hybrid work and uh, number uh, and that 's number one. And number two, about the metaverse. So it's a combination of those three where I try to imagine what could happen depending on how fast it goes and how standalone these applications are.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's just hear the signals that is directly or indirectly affecting this. the scenarios that Eric made. Signal 5. Cobots and augmented collaboration. Up until now, robots have been used to automize repeatable, high-risk, and or boring tasks, typically in the blue-collar domain. With the introduction of digital technology, automation has also entered the white-collar domain and so far with the same intention, to automate repeatable, high-risk, and or boring tasks. Now, robots, rather cobots, are entering the collaboration space, augmenting our capabilities and supporting us in our dialogue, decision-making, production and relationship building as colleagues. We see them already in Microsoft Office or Google Docs, finishing our sentences. They are present in chat programs, like on LinkedIn, coming with suggestions to prevent responses. They scan our emails and spot messages about decisions and follow-up actions. They provide hints on how to improve our work habits and they can be part of our online meeting augmenting our visual presence with emojis and reactions based on our facial responses or gestures. There is a growing signal on three dimensions. A shift in application from automation to augmented, a shift in application from automation to augmentation, a shift in domains from blue color to white color, a shift in roles from subordinate robots to peer-level cobots. Software, IoT, augmented reality and virtual reality are part of this soon-to-be omnipresent cobot trend, and there are several critical elements to monitor. What are the possibilities? What are the business needs? And what are the ethical implications? Mechanisms that are affected. Collaboration and communication practices. Evaluation and reflection practices, monitoring bias in artificial intelligence. Signal strength, medium to strong, and already in focus for ethical committees. So, um, to try to explain this to the listeners, we're going to uh, describe the scenario crash you did. Mm. So, it's actually four scenarios. Yeah. First off, which polarities did you choose to build your scenario across from about the COBOTs?
1: Yeah, I I choose to think about, okay, okay, is this going fast or slow? So is everybody jumping on this COBOT train or is is just a few people? And the other polarity or the other axis was, are we going to see standalone solutions that do not talk together? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to see a lot of solutions that do talk together and maybe have a data gateway between them and have the same approach to GDPR, to ethics, to technology? So those are the, the, the two axes that I work with. Perfect.
0: And with which scenario do you like to start? Because now... Tor he started from number four instead of number one so which one would you would like to
1: start uh, with yeah I, I think i will start with something that resembles what we're doing today number three which is the cobot is my cobot mm-hmm. where the the adoption is slow and maybe very individual mm-hmm. and where we have standalone solutions that do not talk together so we might have uh, just you have a cobot uh, uh, pook and but i don't and your solution is maybe the one from Facebook or Meta, mm-hmm. and somebody else are, are using cobots from Alibaba or Tencent or Amazon or whatever. So they, We have very local solutions and they are not uh, talking together. This is maybe similar to some of the things that we're seeing today where some of us might use Microsoft Viva as input to how to coordinate our day or structure our week mm-hmm. when we take breaks, et etc. et cetera. Some of us might have tried... Um, uh, Crystal knows on LinkedIn who can profile pictures or, or, or profile people rather <laughs> and, and help us coordinate or talk to them. So that may be the, the nearest future that we are seeing there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now I don't know which number to take. Four or two? <laughs> I think
1: if we, if we go
0: and extrapolate from there, mm-hmm.
1: um, you could imagine that more people will jump on this train. Mm -hmm. So we might see 100,000 or a million or a billion people in 10 years' time having a cobot that they use at work for supporting their collaboration and their coordination and their communication. But these solutions are local. So it's like Meta has their solution and it's contained in their world and the Microsoft world. They might also have one. Or Amazon has one. So so you have these uh, big incumbents who know what they do and they they, um, they help you. It's in their universe, but they do not talk together. So you, as an organization, you might um, get acquainted with one of these technology stacks. Maybe you have the Google stack mm-hmm. or the Microsoft stack or the Elon Musk stack or whatever stack that you are married into. And that's where you have your cobot r- regime. That's where your world is. So it's these big, massive organizations. Um, they are standalone solutions, but many, many people are using them. That will be an extrapolation from the current world today.
0: So widespread adaptation.
1: Widespread adaptation. adoption and still standalone solutions. Exactly.
0: Perfect. So then if we move to, you call it cross-platform interfaces as the opposite polarity of the standalone solution.
1: Exactly. That could be going from what I just talked about and then maybe on a global level people start saying it could be great that these solutions actually started talking together. Mm -hmm. Sharing information, sharing learning, of course. So if you have the Google stack and I have the Microsoft stack, our cobots could actually talk together. Mm -hmm. Maybe coordinate when we should meet up, uh, what would be the perfect time depending on your work habits and the perfect time depending on my habits, how long time should that meeting last? Who should make the prep work for that? Should it be your cobot or my cobot who makes the agenda point? Who listens for, for notes and actions in the meeting and create them in your Google calendar and in my Microsoft calendar? You could also see that going into that area, there there could be on global level some ethics committee saying that we need to take care of to behave properly how these cobots actually behave properly so you (laughs) avoid (laughs) sexual harassment so you uh, across panels uh, 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 platforms so you have a proper um, uh, and shared understanding of 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 data privacy all of that i could see that so now we both have uh, a widespread adoption Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. have solutions on a global level that actually talk together to the benefit of mankind that will be <laughs> a nice <laughs> s-
0: scenario it it sounds to me maybe it sounds a bit like utopia unrealistic of everything talking together but i but don't know if that's a, a bit cynical
1: it could be that could be your uh, emotion mm-hmm. well but for each of these scenarios that we are playing out it's always a question as: okay do we think this is likable mm-hmm. and is it likely What's the what's the what's the uh, likelihood of such a scenario happening within ten years? Maybe it's small. What's the likability? Maybe you don't like it. Uh, maybe I like it. So that's the exact discussion that we would like people to have. Actually, to well, what's the likelihood and mm. what's the likability?
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about previous history of platforms not being able to talk together. So, is the person saying that used a Mac with Microsoft on it and just bought a? PC, a Windows PC, to actually be able to use Microsoft products on a a good practical uh, level. Yeah, (laughs) and we all have anecdotes like that. But maybe
1: in the future, this is a preferable scenario that we will actually like to 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 support. Yeah, maybe we can, in that way, get insight into uh, people who have different lifestyles than us, Mm. so they have opportunity of access. To option, um, so that's a, it, it. Could be a thing that could uh, um, hmm, remove some of the polarities on a global level. I can easily play out that scenario and and come up with a lot of ideas. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think it's it's more realistic when the first person finds a good commercial strategy for this and actually have a success with it then I think many others may yeah. follow yeah. so yeah, yeah likely oh that was interesting let's move yeah. to the number four before we uh, lose ourselves in, <laughs> in number two that's <laughs> a rabbit hole yeah
1: okay number four um, that's where you do have cross-platform interfaces where they talk together but it's not that widespread and I it, it is in, in in some sense similar to some of the some of the open source solutions that we have already where it's it's niche people with niche solutions very very small solutions that are that are quirky maybe not work that well but they and, and they are very local it's it's underground um, some might say that's how Linux actually started mm-hmm. uh, as an open source uh, thingy that that caught on in local areas N- niche solutions for niche people and now it has become a part of the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I, I could see it. That might be a more bumpy ride, uh, also with less regulation, maybe not at all an attitude towards ethics uh, and to how to handle data security and privacy and and uh, uh, behavioral regulation also so yeah that's uh, that's number four. I, I do not prefer that myself. I prefer mm-hmm. some of the others. So which one do you prefer and why? I actually prefer uh, standalone solutions that are widespread. I can see how an organization, let's say uh, Musk or BMW or whatever, they choose one uh, provider. It could be Microsoft or Elon Musk or Tencent or whatever, and then say this is what we in our organization is going to use, that uh, the, the choice of one provider will Hopefully, take care of some of the data privacy issues, how we handle GDPR and all of that, and also have a an approach to to ethics. And then in that organisation, they have the the same understanding of what the software can help us with and what not. And you, it might be easier for for HR to support people. It might be easier for adoption locally to do that. So that is actually what I prefer right now. I might. I might learn, <laughs> but right now it is uh, my, my, my preference.
0: And how do you think that will affect organizations? Because I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I think that then there might be a hurdle of organizations working together with other organizations when it's a standalone hmm. pr- uh, platform. So how, how do you see that as affecting organizations in the future? Oh, I'm,
1: if I'm I'm taking my my positive hat on, <laughs> my my optimistic hat on, I would. I can see how it, on individual level, helps us having better well-being and wellness um, at work, handling um, our tasks in a better way. I can see between the two of us that we are better at communicating, so I know your communication style, when and how to talk about facts and when to talk about feelings. I can see how it can help us in a team setting uh, when we should meet up, what we should talk about, who takes the notes so so i I can see a lot of um enhancements when it comes to collaboration, mm-hmm. coordination, and communication, and that will be that will help help them internally, of course, there is the the issue, of, or issue or the hmm, the challenge of when you then work together with people who do not are in the same organization or do not have the same platform, then you need to be a human being. <laughs> <And> that <laughs> might just be nice also. Just to yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking like uh, you and me, we are often in many different organizations and imagine them having each a standalone platform and you need a computer and access and each of those like, I gonna, I'm going to need a bigger bag if I'm going to carry around all their equipment to be able to talk to their standalone platforms. Or you have it in your glasses,
1: or you have it in your your hearing aid, or you have it implanted in your ring, or you have it in your clothing. It has nothing to do with hardware. It is wearables, it is invasive, it is crazy. I just, a few days ago, tried um, uh, VR glasses here in Copenhagen, where I actually had a, an online meeting uh, with my avatar, working with an iPad, a virtual iPad. We had uh, posted notes, and mm-hmm. it, it was just uh, that was a wearable. I can see that you are going away from having like physical hardware, a Mac, a PC that you carry with you. You might just have access in your wearables in your clothing.
0: But that is also hardware in some form, right? Wearables? Yeah, but
1: but you don't have to shift. You 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 don't shift your 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 glasses depending on who you're working with. It, it's just a, a switch in what kind of software you have access to. But there, there is still that issue of could data uh, flow between uh, the one solution and the other? Is that data breach mm. where the information that I have with client A might sieve into the information container of client B? Yeah. And if that is not taken care of, then yes, you need two pair of glasses, two pairs pair of jackets two pair of hearing aids but i would assume that you can in my scenario in in my (laughs) world right now i am playing around with that you can contain data in a in a in a proper way so it is concealed and contained in that kind of data container so you just like switch between context you can wear the same same pair of glasses that can help you with head-up display and all that, mm. and they actually exist. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Then someday in the future, I'm going to see you from uh, head to toe in wearables with different logos from different clients, accessing different communication channels all the time with what you're wearing. Is that the, the future scenario?
1: That is a solution. <laughs> That's <is, laughs> that a future. Yeah, that uh, that might be so. So, yeah.
0: Perfect. Uh, just a last question before we wrap up. Uh, what would you say uh, would be the next step for our listeners if they are into this scenario that you are describing here? Try it.
1: That's it. Try it out um, in your team uh, and make it a team effort, not just yourself because it, it's uh, it, it's more fun and more learning when you do that together with people. Team up. Uh, choose one platform p- provider uh, that, you, that might fit in your, into your existing uh, ecosystem. Maybe you have uh, Microsoft Office 365. Then say, okay, over the next 8 to 12 weeks, we actually want to do what Microsoft Viva tells us mm-hmm. and just strictly adhere to what that software tells us. Do not, uh, do not wiggle around. Do what it suggests and then learn. That will be my absolute uh, best input. Thank you,
0: thank you for participating, Eric. And uh, dear listener, if you want to know more about Eric's scenario, you can download the Horizon Scanning document, where he has made a written a beautiful article about Copads everywhere. Thanks to Eric for sharing his scenarios, and thank you for listening in and being curious on the signals and scenarios for the future of work from our horizon scanning document as said in the beginning you're welcome to download the document you can find it on our website goodmorningapril.com horizon where you can download it for free the document contains a total description of how you find signals how you create scenarios our nine signals a couple of scenario stories and then also at the end chapter how you can use this in your organization. We recommend you to go through it and use it in your organization to explore the possible futures. My name is Brug Valgenberg and this podcast is produced by Good Morning April.